that's a minor chord. I would have given you my heart. I would have given up who I am. But you trampled on my soul. You don't understand your shallow. Your shallow. Your shallow. Look at that shallow boy. <laughs> What up, bros? What up, bros? And welcome to Brown Meets World. When it's Brown Meets World, Brown Meets World. Your Brown Meets World fan cast, uh, episode 74. I'm Siege. And I'm your boy, Tony Coitus. I, I, I hope you don't mind. I borrowed a little bit of um, Loser Freak, the song that Morgan sings in this episode, as the medley for the Boy Meets World I did. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to include as much of the music as possible because <laughs> this episode is just filled with great tunes. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of things, including some Alanis Morissette shit. Bro, if this episode wasn't written exactly, about, okay, okay, we we got to get into this shit. I'm I'm too excited to talk about it. Okay, well, you know what you have to do if you want me to begin. Oh yes, um, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, tell me about it. Tell us all about the show. Every day to music, bro, has her songs on the radio. I am very proud of you. Off the top of the dome, bro. Is that seriously? That's not, I, thought, I thought you wrote it down. Nope. <laughs> all, right. all improv. I'm yes ending my way through this whole thing. <laughs> well, if you can do nothing during this time, I think you can learn improv. Yeah, I mean, you got the you got the time. Let's yeah, right. <laughs> okay, uh, this is season four, episode five, Shallow Boy. When Eric offends Karina, a perky but weird girl who writes overly cheerful lyrics, she composes a nasty song about him, and as a result, Eric gains instant notoriety, or rather, infamy. In a B storyline, Topanga feuds with Corey because she fears that their differing viewpoints on child rearing could affect their long-term future i have comments this episode features dialogue paralleling the concurrent rescheduling of boy meets world to a later time slot i have okay i'm so excited to talk about everything where do you want to begin uh you know what i will let you tell us first thoughts and then we can go into roll call okay so first thoughts is i want to address the alanis morissette comment that you said at the beginning yes there is a very public i don't know if this is confirmed or non-confirmed rumor that alanis morissette wrote the entire jagged little pill album about uncle joey from full house and so dave coulier is the actor uh keep in mind that full house dave coulier this is the same network as boy meets world so very if true any truth to it the people at boy meets world would know about it and it honestly appears to me that they heard you all to know put two and two together and said yo we're gonna make an episode about this shit it's hilarious wow okay that makes a little bit more sense because i was like where is this coming from it just seems 
so out of place. It seems so like shady to a girl who I was like, why? Like, it'd be like right now if someone just wrote a show about how annoying Ariana Grande is. And I was like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like, oh, it's from Pete Davidson's perspective. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we have some Pete Davidson apologist. Shocker. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make it better, but it's still, it's still just an unnecessary move, in my opinion. But in order to really talk about it, we should do our roll call. Yes. And talk about Karina, played by Laisha Haley. Laisha Haley, who I know as Alice from The L Word. Ah, I thought she looked familiar. She, yeah, she was in the whole old series. I think she's part of the revival series. Um, she's kind of a gay icon. Like looking through her filmography, it seems like she was in a lot of LGBT friendly material. She was in an episode of like the old school Ellen. She did some like, you know, indie roles and stuff. Um, but I think she's great. I think she's wonderful in this, especially considering this is her first gig ever. Oh, really? It's I'll, the beginning of her filmography. Is I will this say it's a little bit is like it was evident to me. Uh, oh, really? I thought yeah. she was great. I don't know. I don't know. It felt, she felt like she was getting in her chops. Like, it felt a little, um, God, I can't think of his name right now, from Parks and Rec. Adam Scott. Yeah, Adam Scott. I kept thinking Adam Driver, and I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> but it felt a little Adam Scott as Griff. Just kind of like, you're like, alright, I get that this is early in your career. You'll do better things, but I'm seeing the the seams right now. Oh, and you know what? That's uh, again, like it's her first gig, so I'm sh- I'm assuming that's fair. Yeah, I just thought that the difference between the optimist and the grunge girl was amazing for me to see. I get folk music is annoying, and then like that overly cheery side is equally annoying. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's cute for a little bit, and then after a while, it's just really drags on but i did not like the way what this show was saying about this girl you know what oh, i mean totally like these are things that i liked about her performance but 100 percent uh, when it comes to the storyline like eric takes this girl out to lunch so that he can like bash her publicly um, and then has a crying fit because she wrote a song about him. Like, it's it's a little over the top. Yeah, absolutely. And then also when she, like, it also seemed to be like they were quoting that she had no real talent. Her only talent came from yeah. heartbreak, as if that's original to females, first totally. of all. You know what I mean? And then they kind of, in a roundabout way, called her a hack. Because it's like, oh, this is her only source of material. If you're a hack for only being able to write songs about ex-boyfriends and bad relationships, Taylor Swift has built an entire career on this. Exactly. And she gets the same kind of flack. And what's funny is that's her not being dark and grungy. But so that shows us that it's not the music, just the audience doesn't respect it when it comes from a female. Totally. Um, Can we talk about Shallow Boy as a song? Yes. what were your thoughts when you when you when they were like, "Hey, Eric, you got to hear this song on the radio," <laughs> and they played "Shallow Boy"? What were your thoughts on? I that? thought it was basic. I did not like the song, but I will say it is catchy because right before I was logging in, I found myself singing it. I 
I've been singing it too. <laughs> so it's one of those songs where I'm like, I hate this song, but I also know the words. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. yo, I, I I will say that like when Eric is at the at Chubby's with her, and he's just kind of like getting to that point where he's like, all right, this chick is bugging me. What do you think was the way he should have handled that interaction? I guess is what I'm trying to figure out because it seems as though that he like kind of exploded on this girl who really had no suspicions that he wasn't even having a good time. Like, he's lying to her about the time he's having, and then it blows Like, up. again, just the way that they paint her, she's, she is naive, and kind of has, like, this ego to start off with. You know, she's like, my uncle, who's a music producer, wants to give me a record career, but he says that I have no real experience. I've never lived life, which we, as older individuals, like, yeah, okay, I'm following. <laughs> then she goes, um, I've clearly lived life. I've known, like, I've had some hardships, and she's, like, very superficial with it. Which is actually kind of funny, because that kind of mirrors Eric and his place in life right now. Where he's like, I, people are telling him he doesn't have enough experience or whatever. He's kind of feeling that same way. Like, oh, no, I have enough experience. I can do this. Exactly. That would have been a great storyline for them to be like, oh, hey. Like, actually, she gets inspiration and she takes Eric's quote-unquote hardships and uses them as a storyline. So something like that. You know what I mean? But instead, yeah. they just make her a vengeful person. And I was like, don't get me wrong. She is annoying. But she's no much, not that much different than Eric. Does knowing it's a Jagged Little Pill parody change any of it for you? No, because I knew that. But understanding and making the connection that these are all Dave Coulier's friends, probably writing, does change it. It like It's still petty, but it's like, all right, well, I get what they were going for now. Okay, I want you to listen to You All to Know and think about Dave Coulier. (laughs) Does she go down on you in a theater? Uncle Joey. No, but I also remember that, you know, uncles and parents are still human beings. So, I mean, Feeney is always reminding us that he fucks, so. I guess that's true. I guess Uncle Joey fucks. I mean, (laughs) I'm glad Boy Meets World is, you know, validating this for us. I also love, again, like, I'm sorry that I'm fixated on this, but it's true to me. Like, I think about Morgan coming in and listening to it. First of all, Morgan can sing. Like, I was not expecting Yes! That. Okay. I'm so glad you brought this up, because there are multiple times... Okay, we have this new Morgan on the cast now. Yeah. And you'll we'll see throughout the seasons, especially in, like, the college years when she's a little bit older, that they really try to work her singing into, like, different episodes. Like, they, there's a talent show episode where she sings Wind Beneath My Wings, which, like, Corey, like crashes or whatever um there's just a few times where they have her sing because i i think it's true she's like one of those you know 90s kids that knew how to act and dance and sing and do the whole shabazz and i'm sure it was um it was cool that they found ways to work it into the show yeah it sounds like it's like early disney factory like had she come out at like a different time she would have been like in the mickey mouse club or 
had her own spinoff show. You know what I mean? Yeah, something. If this was like uh, 2003, she'd be on Disney Channel with that shit. But you know, it is what it is. It's interesting because her singing was the the only thing we heard of the song. Like she legit had to sing that yeah. so well that the audience could just hear it as the song it was supposed to be heard and not think about her singing it. Uh, the thing about the singing though is it brought us to our bro moment, or at least my bro moment. It's my bra moment, too. Exactly. When it goes, like, she goes, um... And he doesn't like girls, because he's afraid of them, afraid of them. I think he likes boys, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, this chick is toast. This chick is toast. Yeah, that's the That's the final straw. So everyone is not doing anything well right now, (laughs) (laughs) including the fact that they basically just said that gay men are afraid of women, which is the exact same argument that men use for lesbians, that they're just afraid of men. Oh, gosh. Wow. And it's like, does anyone in the 90s know anything about (laughs) sexuality? And it was just really interesting. I, I thought Eric's reaction was just like, oh, that's the last straw. Like, I, she can write a whole album about me, but like insinuating that is too far. Do you have anything else about Corinna or the Eric story? Like, because I kind of want to talk about the Topanga thing a little bit with you. I think we covered most of it. I think, like I said, this is her first heartbreak. And she was like, no one's ever talked to me this way. And I was like, as bad as Eric is, it's also not like he like slapped her or like belittled her on television. He should have just left and be like, oh, this was really nice. I'm going to head out. You know, he didn't have to explode on her. But the fact that he did. I want to mean- put you on the rocket ship and send you to the planet Flafluga was what I believe he told her. That's exactly what he told her. But I'm just saying, based on that alone, for you to change your entire personality, that does. You are a very impressionable little girl. And I really think that's sad. Um, one thing I want to say real quick before we uh, switch to the B storyline is that um, they say – they make a point to say that her album is explicit and not meant for young listeners or some shit like that. Like it has the adult advisory sticker on it. Yet Morgan has her own copy that she's learned all the words to. So maybe Alan and Amy need to look at themselves in the <laughs> Well, also like that – thank you because um, what I was going to point out with Morgan – is the fact that there is also this idea that the music that girls listen to isn't valid. It's not real music. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there was a lot of that going on in the 90s. Like, there was like, oh, those are, that's like a chick band or something like that. Exactly. There was like a female rock band specifically. Not so much with pop, but like anytime like females were playing their own instruments or writing their own songs, there seemed to get that backlash. Even in pop, like, I mean... For the most part, girl groups or anything that teenage girls are into just isn't taken seriously until guys find their way to be into it as well. Okay, uh, so the episode, uh, when we switch to the B storyline, we're in, I think it's Feeney's class, and they're talking about, like, like their thoughts on society or something, or, 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 like, what the faults of society. And Topanga goes, oh, I think the biggest problem with society is the breakdown of the traditional family unit can we talk about that are you telling me that topanga votes republican yeah like it was such a strange 
position for her to have specifically. And Phoebe, it made sense. Um, even though I don't love it, I'm like, ugh, you're killing me, Phoebe. But I would have even thought of it like if Corey had said something like that, and like sh- it was like an opportunity for Sean to kind of see. Like, them to learn from each other. Maybe he could spend more time at Sean, see their family, kind of having more traditional issues. I don't know. Like, something like that makes more sense than Topanga, who is so, like... Ahead of her time, usually. Yeah, it just seemed, it seemed really strange for her to take that position. I mean, you know what? We're teenagers. We, we're human beings. We're all able to hold um, conflicting ideals. But I was just really disappointed that Topanga had this idea that it is the lack of the family that's breaking down society and not, I don't know. There are like a several things that you would expect Topanga to say, you know? Yeah. Like maybe the prison industrial complex exactly. is responsible for breaking down the family unit a bit like that. Capitalism, you know, like there are several things that I expect Topanga to really be like vocal about the fact that women don't make, uh, as much as men, you know, there's sure. there's no value in emotional labor. These are arguments that I would expect someone like Topanga to make, and instead they made her a traditional housewife? I don't even know what her aspiration is from that perspective. Like, it seems as though it's to be a housewife, and that doesn't seem like Topanga at all. Especially since they, like, they have it where she's already thinking about children with Corey. And it's not even something that her and her parents practice. Like, she doesn't even call her dad and mom dad and mom. So it seems so weird that this is her take. Maybe if this would have been, like, her version of rebellion. You know, like, them really talking, having a conversation, her saying... Oh, she's going through her Alex P. Keaton phase. Exactly. And her saying, you know, like, she never really had... The traditional family, that would have been a conversation. Yeah, okay, so I want to talk about the babysitting scene with you. Yeah, that leads us to this, and then... Well, yeah, because Topanga... awareness After they have the whole classroom scene, um, Sean feels personally slighted by Topanga, which he should. And uh, Corey says, like, hey, let's hang out, because I can't hang out with Topanga, she's babysitting tonight. And Sean's like, no, bro, this is your chance to raw dog that chick on the house. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting because it brings to light Corey's um, insecurity with his own reputation. Like, yeah. this whole storyline is about Corey feeling like he needs to be dangerous. We kind of saw this um, uh, last season in the roller coaster scene with him and Feeney trying to prove that they're dangerous and that they're not just like plain ordinary people. Corey's worried about you know being seen as dangerous or safe or whatever, and it's so funny because that's kind of the overarching theme of the episode if you're trying to tie together the A and B storyline, because here is Corey insecure about his reputation and how he's being talked about and thought of and eric is dealing with the same thing with his reputation worrying about how this uh girl who wrote this song is you know that's playing everywhere it's affecting people's perspective of him morgan singing that he doesn't like girls like all of that is tied to a reputation too so that's kind of the 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 link between the A and B storyline but what i love about the babysitting scene is that we have our first meta moment of boy meets world the best thing about boy meets world is when they are self-referential when they are 
including themselves in that same Congress, Kevin Williamson, late 90s scream, I recognize that I'm a television show parody. Like, that's so fun for them. Not only do we see that in the, uh, uh, then there was Sean, the the screen episode, but we also see it in the episode where Eric goes to Hollywood to star in the show. Kid gets acquainted with the universe. It's it's something that's so much fun for us to I watch. Love the awareness, but I did not like this one. This one felt very hacky to me. Like it felt like the the part that I would say was the most funny to me was when the kid came back in and was like you gotta watch this one the curly head kids got himself in over his head you know what i mean yes because the kid the kid says that he wants to stay up late to watch his favorite tv show and topanga's like <laughs> i know you don't stay up this late how do you even watch the show how, how how can it be your favorite and he says it's the show they moved it from 8 30 to 9 30 <laughs> Why did they move it to 9.30? Was it doing badly at 8.30? No, they're trying to kill it. They're trying to kill it. I thought it was hilarious that the Boy Beats World were saying that ABC was not taking their show seriously. And they just intentionally put it on the air. Like, they're making fun of their fucking boss on TV. Like, it's so funny it's something to me. That, it was something about the delivery of this particular scene. Maybe Corey was too earnest. Maybe I, like, I don't know what it was, but I just did not like watching it. Whereas when I heard it, you know, it's the kind of humor that I appreciate. And hearing you read it back to me, I laughed. But I just did not laugh while I was watching. It's interesting because even when I think back to when it originally aired, I think this was one of the times that, like, it was a joke that I understood, even though I was a kid and watching it. it. Like, I was in on the joke of it. And I just thought that, I, I don't know, I've always loved this episode. <laughs> of course you have. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I mean, this episode, if there's I don't think there's as much meat on this as, like, some of, like, the heavier episodes that we've had with, like, Alan or with Sean. Um, but I do think that it was just like them having just fun with these different stories. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I like, do you want to talk about the positioning of Topanga? About like her putting pressure on Corey to be a good dad while he's in high school? That's ridiculous. All of Topanga's motivations seem a little ridiculous. Exactly. Like, I feel like maybe would have liked this more if they had made this storyline with a girl Sean was dating. Confronting Sean because he is the opposite of the traditional family. Like, that is an, that's yeah. an episode. Also, like, it would be a bit reductive of a female role, but it would still... We don't know anything about that female character, so it would make sense. I think putting this on Topanga just feels very weird. I don't know. I think this is just an example of, like, Boy Meets World... Not doing woman well. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because there's another episode, I think it's the next one, where it's just like Amy starts acting like overly like motherly and feminine and like she just can't help herself from being a woman about things. And it just really feels like that Boy Meets World just uses that as like a tired tripe that just like they're like insert woman. Yeah. Any moment a maternal instinct can can kick in and like a, you gotta calm a woman down. Yeah. All right. Well, so that was the episode. Feeny taught me. What do you got? The Feeny taught me of this episode is um creative expression you too can make money off of a heartbreak if you're if you're if you're creative enough you'll figure it out all right i'll give it to you i think this episode for me was uh you could skip it that was my feeny lesson 
I, I will say this. Like, it's not it, – it has it holds no weight as far as just, like, storylines for this season. But I think it's a fun episode. I, if, you're, if, you're, if you're ready for grades, I'm going to tell you I'm giving this episode a B. Really? I'm giving it a B, bro. I've given it a C. All right. All right. It's like a uh, middle run of the mill episode for me. I I don't know. Maybe there's nostalgia for this episode for me because I I don't know. I very clearly remember watching this when it first aired. Okay. Um. So homework. I am really excited about my homework. I don't think we've done this yet. But did I tell anyone to watch Tiger King? I don't know that we've talked about Tiger King yet. And I got to tell you, bro, I'm on like episode like five or four or five. And I don't know how this keeps getting crazier. Yes! Thank you. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. Every episode, I'm like, this can't get more ridiculous. How did they, how many episodes are there? What happened? And every time they introduce someone new, you're like, how did you manage to get the story even crazier with another crazy character? It's like there's so much over-the-top insanity that, like, we're skipping over basic things <laughs> that we would take an hour to unpack. Absolutely. Just because there's too much. It's like this is, like, the perfect um, documentary for the age of Trump. For, like, that there's ridiculous shit happening every minute so you can't keep track of it all this of society that we're in this is the documentary that answers that because it is just the same shit of just wild shit after wild shit every 10 minutes it's like season <laughs> one jersey shore it's fantastic <laughs> television that's one of the reasons why i wanted to recommend it this show is so chaotic the characters are insane as someone pointed out there is a drug dealer who completely admits to killing someone, and that's just like like it's pushed it aside. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many people who have multiple married spouses <laughs> that I wouldn't think could score one person. Thank you. I was like, why have I been like diet and exercising all this time? <laughs> It's just it's 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 insane. Like there's so many just like people who are just like, yeah, I'll do this entire interview shirtless. Like I don't care. Like <laughs> <laughs> no explanation given. One dude is recorded in the bathtub. And yeah, why like, not? All right, I guess I guess this is what we're doing. <laughs> uh, I, and it's so it's so crazy because when I recommend Tiger King, like I don't even know what to say it's about. Like people are like, what's the story about? I'm like, I don't fucking know, bro. Just watch just. it watch it that's what i would say to our listeners if you haven't checked it out yet for whatever reason whatsoever watch it immediately so you'll be able to recognize who everyone is dressed as come Halloween. <laughs> okay uh what's your homework oh my, my homework is um i i would really like everyone to check out the new uh, music video by joiner lucas called will um, I don't know if you've seen this music video yet, but the rapper Joyner Lucas created an entire song dedicated to Will Smith, where he recreates all of his entire filmography through the music video while rapping simultaneously. What? Like, including like Pursuit of Happiness and I Am Legend, like including that into the raps while he's changing from character to character. It's so insanely creative. It's so well done. 
for people who, like us who grew up like with Will Smith in our lives, like it's such a great tribute to him. And I don't know. I just think everyone should check it out. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to Broad Meets World. Remember, you can find us on anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can leave us a rating. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Broad Meets World or email us at broadmeetsworld at gmail.com. TC? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at a braver me at dot braver dot me. And like I s- always tell you guys, if you have anything you want to add into the conversation, if you have thoughts about the episode Shallow Boy, you want to give us your takes on it, maybe you like it, maybe you hate it, let us know. And um, yeah, recommend us to, the, to your friends because everyone can benefit from a little Boy Meets World during quarantine. Oh yeah, I have to say, if you like Shallow Boy and you like songs that are based inside of a series, then you will love Tiger King and his <laughs> custom hits. Because I'm not going to lie, Here Kitty Kitty is a bop. <laughs> here Kitty Kitty. Bro, an entire song written about a woman who fed her husband to a tiger. And that is 10 minutes of this documentary. <laughs> so if that doesn't get you, then I don't know what will. But uh, okay, you guys, remember to dream. Try. Watch Tiger King. Yeah. Later, bros. Later, bros.